Are you a single mom who worries that you're messing up your kids? Do you feel like life is a constant struggle? Do you have big dreams and know that you were meant for more, but in your day-to-day life, you feel like you just don't have enough time to move forward with what you want? If this is you, I'm so glad you're here. I'm Jordan Rios, author, life coach, blogger, overcomer, and single mom of seven kids. This is the Thriving Single Moms Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Thriving Single Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rios, and today we have Brittany Phillips with us. Brittany is a mom of four in a yours, mine, and ours family dynamic and a certified coach and teacher. She has personal experience in blending her own family and spent many years learning strategies in the School of Hard Knocks. Her approach is centered around empowering women to strengthen themselves which ultimately influences and benefits the whole family. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Jordan. All right. So Brittany, um, now that we've kind of gone over a little bit about your bio, could you just tell us a little bit more about where you're from and tell us about your family and more about a little, some more details about what you do? Yeah. Um, so I live in Utah. That's where I'm local to. Um about 11, 12 years ago, I found myself getting divorced from an eight-year marriage and kind of rocked my world, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like drew me off guard. I, I wasn't ever, nobody was ever is ever planning to become no. a single mom or get divorced. And so um, kind of felt like my life was over at that point. And like, what else is there <laughs> for me in this, in this world? But um. I started dating again, eventually found my husband who is a single dad, and then we began to blend our families. So that was very exciting with, you know, oh, it's going to be so good. We have a, a family unit again. And then um, it was hard, immediately hard, <laughs> so, yeah. um, which was surprising to me. I thought that we would, we were just going to figure it out. And um Luckily, we were able to to work through it. The divorce rates for second marriages are crazy high, close to 70%. And with looking back, I'm like, we just didn't have enough support. I wish we had had someone there to like guide us through and help us know like, hey, what you're feeling is really normal. What's happening with the kids, their reactions, these are all really normal things. Let me give you some tips on how to handle it a little better. So that's what I do now um, is I'm kind of that person that I never had (laughs) that I wish I would have had. Wow. Well, that's awesome. And you're exactly right. I mean, I'm, I'm still in the single mom stage. I have not remarried or blended a family. So this is, I know this is going to be so, um, so valuable to so many of our listeners, to so many single moms who have a desire to reenter into another loving, into a loving relationship and, um, which may involve blending their families. And so, and that can feel intimidating. And like you said, that is something that, if, if single moms can have support through that process, through someone like you, through what you do, that is, 
that could be a deal breaker for them. And I feel like that could really benefit the long-term success of their second marriage and their blended family. And I'm just really excited to hear what you have to share today. So my first question I want to ask is a lot of single moms, and I see this in my Facebook group and in a lot of other single mom Facebook groups that I'm a part of, they're afraid to date. Can you talk about why you think single moms may initially be afraid to date? Yeah, I I know I was for sure. Um, <laughs> in my situation, I was really scared to try to trust somebody again. I was worried that all men were slime, <laughs> right? Like it, it's really, really vulnerable to just put yourself out there. Um, I felt like I was just putting my heart out there, like waiting for someone to just come smash it. <laughs> again, because it was just, I was still hurting at that time. And it is scary. And the only way to get through that scary and that hard is to try it, to Mm -hmm. like give it a shot. And, and, you know, you might have a panic attack. I know I had a couple (laughs) in in that dating process. And I think that actually allowing that to happen is what helped a lot of the healing that took place. Mm. Um, being a single mom was a huge time and of healing for me, uh, super uncomfortable. Healing is not comfortable most of the time. And so, yeah, it was, it was scary. It was awkward. It was like, I didn't know how to talk to men anymore. (laughs) I hadn't done that for a long time. I didn't know how to flirt. I didn't know how to be cool. Like, and that's okay. I, I, you just have to get out there and, and try. (laughs) Yeah. It is definitely something that I feel like with practice gets better. So I think putting yourself out there is just the first step and being willing to be a little awkward in the beginning, just like when you're learning a new thing for the first time, a new skill, um so yeah and 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 I love that you touched on just the vulnerability of it all because you know divorce even if you you know there's I think there's a varying degrees of how traumatic a divorce can be but it's still even at the 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 calmest end of the spectrum it's still a hard experience it's still very traumatic for yourself and for your kids Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of healing that does take place and I love how you said that being a single mom is a place of uncomfortable healing so yeah, Absolutely. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so um, I know you had mentioned trauma that you help your clients process trauma. So let's talk about that. So how to just kind of like in a general way, like talking about our um, our nervous system, our minds, what we're our relationships, how do past traumas affect current and future relationships, and why is it important to deal with them, and how can we deal with them? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to speak from personal experience here. (laughs) Um, I, I dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder after my first marriage and, um, found myself as I was dating and even into my second marriage being triggered constantly by different things. And some of the things that were triggering were my body, like trying to keep me safe. Well, I think that's why our body does it. They're just, it's trying to keep us safe. Sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it's not right. For example, 
um, one time that it was maybe overreacting for me when I was dating is um, I met this guy and he had like a motorcycle, the same exact motorcycle that my previous husband had had. And mm. my heart's like just beating out of my chest and just like pure panic. I was like, oh, I can't ever talk to this guy again. Right. And like looking back, I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, the motorcycle it doesn't mean anything. The motorcycle didn't mean anything. That was just a, a my body trying mm. to protect me from any detail, any mm. little thing. There were other times though, when my body was you know, panicking and it was actually helping me avoid a situation. So um, I'll I'll just give another example. There was somebody Mm -hmm. else that I met and um, like, I I know the word for it now. I didn't know it then, but it's called love bombing where Mm -hmm. just like showering me with all the attention, all the gifts, all the things all at once. And I didn't know it at the time, but my body was like, uh, this isn't normal. Like, ah, panic, panic. And that was a helpful time for me to be in a panic because that's not how healthy relationships start, um, with love bombing. So in that moment, it was able to protect me. So as we feel anxious or we're feeling triggered, uh, trying to heal from past traumas, we need to really get familiar um, with our feelings, like, Hey, I am, I feel like I can't breathe right now. What's going on with me? Is it helping? Is, is my body helping me or is it like overreacting in this moment Mm -hmm. and really just listening, listening to your body and then walking yourself through, okay, this one's probably an overreaction. This one's, (laughs) actually helping me in this situation. It can be really, really hard to do on your own. So I don't recommend doing it on your own, kind Mm -hmm. of working through that. I recommend find a therapist or a counselor or a coach, someone that's um, trained or has been through it that can kind of guide you to know, you know, this one probably can let this one go or this one, there, Mm -hmm. there could be a red flag. We probably need to watch out. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I just, you know, just being present with our bodies, because Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is, you know, the trauma is stored in our bodies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we can't, and I think that's a learned skill. I think that's, again, like you said, you know, we're talking about dating being learned skilled skill, and then also just that self awareness and um, trusting your intuition. I think that's something that you have to um, become conscious of, you have to practice and you have to trust yourself. But, you know, I don't, and I see a lot of single moms, they get stuck in a place of their traumas and they worry. I think that also leads to a fear of undesirability. Like who's ever going to want to date me? I've been through so much. I don't have anything to offer in this relationship. And I think that, you know, that doesn't have to be true at all. You can any, you know, we live in a universe of limitless possibilities. And I truly believe that anyone at any stage in their life can find a loving relationship that is healthy and that is a good match. And, you know, I don't want single moms who've been through trauma, which is most of us really, mm-hmm. you know, whether we've been through a divorce or not. I mean, we all just, you know, life can be really hard sometimes. And I don't want any of my listeners to feel like 
to fall into the trap of feeling like there's no one out there for them or that they're not desirable to anyone because of that trauma. But I want to talk about, so you had talked about healthy dating relationships and you had given the example of love bombing and how that's not a healthy way for a relationship to start. But I just want you, if you could kind of describe to us, you know, in as much detail as you'd like to go, um, what does a healthy dating relationship look like for a single parent? Yeah, I, I think you want to be looking for just key things, but first you want to get clear on your values. Okay. Mm. So what, what are the most important things to me? If you don't know what those are yet, because if, if you'd been in a relationship where you kind of lost yourself, that might be really hard to determine mm. what your most important values are. So start there, get clear on that. And then <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> um oh I lost my train of mind <laughs> oh no you're good it happens mom brain right yes 100 percent. it's so real <laughs> um <laughs> so the question I'm answering is what a healthy relationship looks like so get clear on what your values are and then find someone that you have some of those values aligned. you're not going to have every single value aligned probably that's not really common but if you can get the most important ones to line up um you that's going to be key another piece in a healthy relationship is that you're not losing yourself to this person i'm not giving up everything i'm not i'm not only doing what he's interested in sometimes we do what i'm interested in too right um i i've done that before i've had a, an unhealthy relationship where i gave myself up and like lost myself in that. And that's not what a healthy relationship is. I'm, I'm a whole person and you're a whole person and we can be whole people together and like coexist and support each other and grow. Healthy relationships have healthy communication. That doesn't mean like we will disagree sometimes and that's okay. It's how we get through those hard conversations can we do it with respect? Can we get through those conversations? And that's actually a skill that we can learn. Um, yeah. If if you came from a relationship where you didn't have healthy communication, you might have to retrain yourself, learn how to not immediately get defensive, learn how to listen a little bit better, how to hear with empathy, right? Um, and we can have different opinions and mm-hmm. still be okay. that's okay absolutely I think I think that is those are all really important indicators for a healthy relationship and you know a lot of single moms who have come out of difficult marriages you know they may have been in a situation where they felt like they were walking on eggshells yes and you know learning how to find their voice Mm -hmm. but to do and to own their feelings and also I think that it can be important or I think sometimes when we're coming out of an unhealthy relationship and learning these new skills sometimes you know having someone who can not not a romantic partner but a trusted friend or a coach or a therapist who can kind of be our sounding board and who can kind of give us feedback on you know how does this sound or how does you know before we even get involved in a healthier in in another dating relationship and I think that can kind of ease the transition of learning all those new skills and adjusting to this new, exciting, scary 
thing of dating and possibly things getting serious and, you know, just everything that comes along with that lifestyle. And I think, and I also think, you know, even, you know, as a single parent, you know, they're, they're, I mean, going through a divorce and then entering into dating again can be hard, but it, it's a different dynamic when you have kids because, so, you know, right. some people get a divorce, they don't take any kids from that first marriage. But as a single parent, you also have to think about, you know, there's also, I think there's also a degree of anxiety in your heart over, uh, I'm, this is going to affect my kids somehow, you know, and, yeah. I, and we can talk about, and we, yeah, would you, would, could you talk about that for a minute? On how it affects our kids? I think about the anxiety that moms feel about like, um, yes, that, and, you know, just a mom's feelings of. Um, kind of maybe some hesitation because yeah. they're worried they're worried about how it's going to affect their kids yeah I've heard a lot of moms say like I will not get remarried until my kids are grown up because they're just mm-hmm. afraid of <clears throat> how it will affect the kids and it can it can be like we all know it can turn out poorly <laughs> right. if we're doing it the wrong way so that's why there's those feelings of anxiety <clears throat> but I think if you can be wise in going into it, right? Not rushing into it, taking your time, um, looking for those healthy relationships. I, I actually, as you were talking, I wanted to mention one other mm-hmm. um, piece yeah. of a healthy relationship and that's being able to set boundaries, healthy boundaries yes. and having the other person respect those boundaries. So if, if you've got a person that's respecting when you say, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with this, they say, Oh, okay, absolutely. Like we won't do that. If you feel uncomfortable, that's huge. Um, yeah. And, especially if you're, if you've got kids involved. So it will be super normal to be hesitant to get back into relationship. If, if you've got some kids, um, over and over again, like people are like, this is just going to mess the kids up. But I actually, I have a different perspective personally. Mm -hmm. I think getting into another relationship can be one of the greatest things you give your kids. Um, Honestly, like in my family now, now that we got through a lot of the hard pieces, my kids are able to see what a healthy relationship looks like now, Um, where they didn't see that in my first marriage. They saw that mom lost herself. They saw, you know, that, um, that I had to do everything on my own, be super independent. Um, and now I think one of the best things I can give them is to show them what a healthy, loving relationship looks like, where we can talk through things and compromise. They can have, um, you know, a father figure who can be there to support them. And, um, there, there are a lot of huge benefits as well. So if you can like see, not just the negative, not just the hard things that can come out of it, but also like the amazing things that uh, a blended family or a second marriage could give. Like my kids see that I am taking care of myself. Like I didn't just become a martyr to my situation. Is that, if that makes sense? Absolutely. Uh, that, you know, I, I still have needs and desires and um, hopes and dreams. And I didn't just give my life up because something hard happened. So they get to see like a thriving mom who sets goals and, and does awesome things still. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think the way that you painted that picture of how a healthy second marriage with a blended family can look for you as a mom and how it can benefit their kids. 
I think that that was so powerful and that's probably going to sell a lot of single moms who may be on the fence right now about maybe they one time said, and I said it at one time, I'm never dating until my kids are grown because just that fear of the worst case scenario and that mama bear instinct, but, you know, going a little too far with it. But, you know, maybe they're starting to think, well, hmm, hmm, I've never considered this before. And then you've also described a lot of the key indicators of a healthy relationship of what that can look like. And maybe some of these single moms in my, who, who listen, maybe they have never considered all of those things. And it sounds really nice. So mm-hmm. for moms like that, can you describe um some steps that single moms can take who single moms who are not currently in a relationship who maybe have dated a few times how can they prepare themselves to re-enter the dating world and possibly even eventually a second marriage and a blended family yeah that's a great question and I think the most important step and this is actually a step I do Mm -hmm. with my clients when they come to Uh me is we have to strengthen ourselves. it has to start there we can't give to other people. I can't even give to my kids if I'm not strong myself, right? Can't pour from an empty cup. It's that concept. So how do I strengthen myself? I get to know myself again. I find myself, what do I love? Like take care of my wants and my needs. So, you know, our basic needs, getting enough sleep, feeding myself. Sometimes I have a hard time feeding myself. (laughs) I forget to eat. Um, But Okay, I'm giving the basic needs. That's great. Survival. But then I have needs on top of that. Like, what do I do for fun? When I was a single mom, that was a really hard question. Mm. I did not know. Fun. What's that? (laughs) Right. Uh, So doing some of those things. I got into cycling when I was a single mom and I would go I did um, my first bike race while I was a single mom. Oh, wow. (laughs) And that was really fun. It was very empowering. Like, look, I did this hard thing I didn't know I could do before. Um, Find something. I I used to sing when I was in high school. And so I actually went back and like to my my voice teacher from high school. And I was like, hey, I want to take lessons again. Can you help me? So I, I started doing that and loved it. Like, I'm giving myself some things to rediscover who I am. What do I love? Um, You know, it it fills our soul when we're able to do things that we love. Um, So I think that that's huge. You have to start there. Um, I would also recommend, this is something I didn't, I might've done it, but I wasn't aware I was doing it (laughs) at the time. Um, But now that I'm a life coach, I know what it is. And it's, it's our mindset work working mm-hmm. on where our brain is at, how we're thinking about things. Um, am I seeing the negative side of everything or can I see like both sides of a situation? Um, you know, one extreme could be like, my kids are forever screwed up because this happened. Okay. That mindset is actually not going to be helpful in my situation. It's actually might end up harming my kids even more in the long run um, unconsciously I might be doing that. So if I could say, you know what, this thing happened, that was out of my control. What can I do now to help all of us move forward in a great place? Like I I need to just accept what happened. Okay. I'm a single parent 
and we're going to make the most of it. We're going to enjoy this time together. It's this really special time where it's like, um, one on, maybe not one-on-one if I have more than one kid, but like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain <laughs> my, yeah, where my like, brain's going at. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I mean, I have seven, so I mean, right. but you know, just that quality family time. Yes. Yeah. And it's a really unique circumstance that you probably mm-hmm. won't be in forever that you won't have, like your kids aren't going to be living at home with just you forever. Exactly. They're eventually move out or you'll get into another relationship or something. So it's actually such a beautiful time that you can yeah. create amazing relationships um, and really find like a special connection through that difficult period of time. I think that's huge. And for me, because that's where I am right now, this time has been a, I view this time with my kids almost like a catalyst for what is coming next, you know, cause your family, whether you're a single parent or a married parent or whatever your home situation, your family dynamic is your family dynamics, always changing. Your kids are growing. Things are changing. The only constant in life is change. And so you just have to be present being present. And I know a lot of single moms struggle with that, even married moms, working moms, because life is so busy. There's so many demands on women. You know, we are the ones holding everything together typically. And, you know, a lot of single moms may say, well, I don't have time to do this. And that's to me, that's what a lot of us as life coaches call limiting belief. And, you know, just it's, it's a limit that we're, that we're putting and that we can change. It's a thought that we can change. It's just a thought. It is not absolute truth. And we, ha- and when we change that, when we, our, our thoughts become things, our thoughts, what we think about a situation becomes true and what we focus on expands. So if we choose to focus yes. on that, we just won't have time. It'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, you know, and that's a, another question we're going to get to later on at the, um, kind of towards the end. But because that's something I see come up again and again with my coaching clients and in my communities that I see of single moms. But I think that, you know, exactly what you said, you know, single mom life does not have to be a life of just everything being hard and everything being feeling impossible. I mean, there's days that are like that for sure. But we have what it takes inside of us to get through those days and to build a much better future and that we can, you know, even the hard days can build the skills and the knowledge and the character and the integrity that we're going to need to level up to the next thing that's coming for us. So I think that was beautiful. So, um, so what are some challenges that single moms can face after when they find Mr. Right, they're like, okay, this is it. I found the one. And then they attempt to blend a family. Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So this actually that I was caught off guard by the, hardships of blending a family. (laughs) Yeah, we'll say that. Um, I, when I was a single mom, I had full custody of my daughter. And so Mm -hmm. I never had to co-parent with anyone. That was something that was really difficult for me all of a sudden where I've got a, we have a child coming back and forth and all of a sudden I have this other person that I've got to like communicate with. And right. they may or may not like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a thing. It's a common thing. So that is, um, can be one of the biggest challenges for people in blended family is that, that relationship with an ex-partner or, I mean, you, sometimes you have two sets of ex-partners, right? 
yeah from from both sides um another big piece when i'm a single mom i make all the calls i make all the rules and my way is really good that's why i chose it that way right exactly <laughs> all, all of a sudden i'm with somebody else and they might have different perspective on what rules we should have or how to parent or um even what they will or won't tolerate that can be super difficult to get on the same page because if especially if you both already have kids you're both kind of established you kind of have Mm -hmm. your groove you're trying to put that together that is a transition yeah um so that is something that that really caught me off guard. I thought, well, we we're aligned. We have the same values. I'm a school teacher. I can get along with kids pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> uh, maybe jumped in too fast, too hard with hindsight. So that can be difficult. It's um, getting on the same page as far as parenting goes. Um, another piece that we, we kind of talked about is when we get, <clears throat> if we are bringing trauma with us. Healing is a process, right? Like I, I did a lot of healing while I was a single mom. Um, while I was dating my now husband, a lot of work on myself, but there are certain things that I can't experience until I'm back in another marriage that all of a sudden are triggering for me all over again. And I was not prepared for that no one mm-hmm. maybe someone told me maybe someone told me but I just couldn't understand <laughs> what that might be right. like so um knowing that things are going to come up but it doesn't mean anything has gone wrong it just means that my body is like hey I'm a little nervous about this I'm unsure right and and knowing how to work through that. I wish I had had better guidance on how to work through some of those triggers and anxieties that that resurfaced after I got married yeah and I think you know I don't think very many people are aware of that because our conversations generally don't just they don't go that deep (laughs) you know no one sits us down and starts saying okay these are some things you can expect you know yeah and I think and that's why I love that we're having this conversation right now so that you know this is something that we can normalize so yeah um and so um what what would you say to a single mom this is the question I had alluded to earlier that I see over and over again. What would you say to a single mom who says she doesn't have time to work on herself, who says she doesn't have time to date? Well, I would say that what we prioritize, the things that are important to us are on our calendar. They are literally on our calendar. And so if, I mean, I guess I can... Any of us, any person can say they don't have time for this or that. Usually that's just an excuse for I don't want to make time for that or I feel guilty making time for that. But if you don't understand, like one of the best gifts you can give to yourself and to your kids and to a marriage is taking care of yourself. Yes. Um, Showing up in our fullest, in our best version of ourselves I mean what a beautiful example to our kids don't you I mean I would I would feel terrible watching one of my kids like being 
always putting everybody before themselves and always putting them like burning themselves out. I would feel awful watching that happen, but am I doing that to myself? I'm not being a very good example if that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. And you know, it's those small daily choices that have the power to change the trajectory of our families and our futures. And, you know, we think, and, and, you know, I think all moms because of our cultural conditioning have a tendency to feel guilty a little bit, especially when you first decide, okay, I'm going to make some time for myself. You may, you may have a twinge of guilt. You may have an overwhelming sense of guilt, you know, I mean, just depending on, you know, your background and your personality, but I think that, you know, it's absolutely true. You cannot pour from an empty cup and it's, it's not, it's going to do nothing but help you and everyone around you. And I I think it's going to be a huge part of changing the narrative around women's roles in the home and women's roles in society and just how much women are able to contribute, not only to their families and their spouses and to the world. I mean, to every need in the world. And we have so much to give and so much to offer. So, um, Brittany, this has been a wonderful conversation. I am really excited to for everyone to hear this podcast episode. My last question, and this is a question that I ask everyone on the podcast. Could you give us one book recommendation and one affirmation for our listeners? Yes. Okay. Hold on. I got to find my book. <laughs> okay. Um. There it is. This is the book that literally changed my life, but it's by Brene Brown. Anything by Brene Brown is golden. Love her. This one is The Gifts of Imperfection, because as a mom, I feel like I could never be enough, give enough, um, and how can I embrace those imperfections? So that one was literally life-changing for me, very eye-opening. She talks about like I, I usually like to read through books pretty fast, but I had yeah. to take it like a chapter and then I had to like sit on it for like a week just to yeah. process what I even read. Yeah. So that was huge. I would definitely recommend that. The second part of your question. An affirmation. An affirmation. If I was a single mom, I am going to go with... Mm. I am worthy. Yes. I mean, I'm just going to keep it really simple. I am worthy. I'm worth taking time for myself. I am worth um, yeah. all, all the things. I am worthy. Yeah. I was actually thinking the same thing. I was thinking about I'm worthy and then also I'm enough. Cause I think just, and I think those two things are very closely related. I think you don't have to even use both, but mm-hmm. you know, I think that, I think there's so many things that we want to change about ourselves. that are, they always go back to that. Like everything stems from that belief about ourselves. Do I believe I'm worthy or do I not believe I'm worthy? And w- we take action to better our lives based on how we feel about ourselves. So that is awesome. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And um, I'm going to include the links to your Instagram in our show notes for anyone who would love to go and follow Brittany. And um, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. 
If this episode has been impactful and meaningful to you, would you please leave me an honest review on whatever platform you're listening on? These reviews help me to reach even more single moms, and I take the time to read every single one. Thank you, and as always, choose your destiny and live it.